Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The weather could not be more perfect in Charlotte, North Carolina for this week's designated event on the PGA Tour. The Wells Fargo Championship. So pleased to be joined once again uh, by longtime golf writer with Sports Illustrated, Bob Herrick. You could follow him on Twitter at Bob Herrick, H-A-R-I-G. Uh, he's covering the event as well as uh, the tour and uh, all sorts of articles up this week. But the one that caught my eye earlier in the week and, and had me reaching out to you, Bob, was uh, the fact that PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan uh, popped out of his gopher hole and uh, spoke to the media before this event, confirming what many had reported. Roy McIlroy was going to lose $3 million in bonus money for skipping a second designated event. Uh, welcome, Bob. How has it been out there at Charlotte? And uh, we'll get into the news of the tour, but how have these designated events been working so far for everybody? Yeah, good morning, and thanks for having me. I think the designated events, by and large, big picture, have worked out really well. Um, you know, they are they are achieving the goal uh from a commercial standpoint, which is to get the best players together more often. You know, get get these guys playing the same tournaments outside of the majors. And, you know, you just really couldn't assure that before. Yes, we have the World Golf Championship events, uh, but those had kind of dwindled, you know, and, and even the World Golf Championship events had lost a little bit of their um, cachet, I think. You know, we... We were down to two and then only one. And so now they've kind of shifted to these designated events that are at existing tour sites. You know, the, the, the Wells Fargo event was a pretty darn good tournament before. Now they've basically assured that it's a really, really good tournament because you have so many of the top guys playing. So I think from that standpoint, it's worked out really well. I think there's some growing pains. They've got some things they need to figure out going forward. But that was always going to be the case that, you know, they, they really put this together in a hurry. And um, so far, so good, I'd say. Yeah, I, I think from a viewing standpoint, you know, knowing you've got 15 of the top 20 players in the world golf rankings this week. Now, one and two are not there, uh, Scheffler and Rom, uh, but they've played in every other one so far. Rory's the only one that skipped multiple ones. Curious about how the players are receiving them, where they're following in the where they're falling in the schedules, 
I think Rory's a separate case because he's been asked to carry so much water. I would have liked to seen Jay Monahan maybe out in front of things a little more. Rory's had to speak for the tour and all the live stuff. I, I would give him the benefit of the doubt. I'd like to see Jay up there more taking some of that heat. But how have the players responded to – I think they love the events and they love the, the competition in the field, but where these are falling in the schedule and how much influence might they have on how it gets scheduled for 2024? Yeah, I think that's a good a good point and a good issue. Um, you know, Rahm and Scheffler aren't here because, you know, they got a lot coming up. Um, you know, Rahm played last week in Mexico, a non-designated event. I think it would be poor form to criticize him for playing a non-designated event when, you know, he won it last year. I mean, somebody if somebody were to say, well, he shouldn't have played last week, well, that's not fair. You know, those those tournaments need guys, too. Uh, you know, Scheffler is going to play in Dallas next week. He lives there. He's also got the PGA the following week. He's probably playing Colonial the week after that, which is near, you know, that's Fort Worth, near where he lives. He lost the playoff there last year. Why wouldn't he play those tournaments? And then the Memorial is after that. So he would be looking at playing five straight if he played this week. That's the problem with the system is they've got to space them out a little bit better. Monaghan did say that the plan is to not have non-designated events isolated as much as they were this year. I, I would contend that next week's tournament is going to be isolated because even though a major isn't a so-called designated event on tour, it's still one everybody's going to play. So, you know, they've got some things they need to figure out. They need to space these properly. Now, next year, of course, guys are not required to play. So, you know, the tour can, can schedule them, and there's going to be some gloss. It's inevitable. And then it's up to the players to decide, well, you know, maybe I just need to take one of these off, you know. And, um, and, I, and, and I think we have to understand that. You know, I think we have to get that that's just going to happen sometimes. They can't play them all, you know. No so, question. Um, and it's a, it's, this year it's a heavy schedule. So, um, you know, I get it. Look, Spieth missed the cut here. Um, he sort of insinuated at the Masters that he was a little bit out of gas. You know, he had done a lot. He he, he lost in the playoff a couple of weeks ago at Hilton Head and then just didn't have it yesterday, you know. He's playing at Dallas. He'll play the PGA. He's likely to play Colonial. You know, I, I bet you in the back of his mind it wasn't such a bad thing to miss the cut here this week, and that's not what you want either. You don't want these guys to be thinking that way. So, like I said, some growing pains. It's generally been really good, but they have to still figure some things out going forward. Yeah, and I, I've maintained since all of this started to get reshuffled, is there any push to not have an event the week after a major? I know the calendar's tight. you got to take advantage of the weather, but and they want to get everything done before the NFL season starts, uh, before they lose viewership. But could you have maybe some sort of combined corn ferry, elevated corn ferry tour with guys below 100 and just not have a major or an elevated event following the week of a major? Yeah, the way it is now, there's two scheduled the week after a major, uh, Hilton Head and then the Travelers, which is after the U.S. Open. And this year, you know, the U.S. Open is in L.A. and the Travelers is, is in Hartford, Hartford, right? Yeah. So you're you're looking at, at, at a cross country trip. Um, so 
that's a problem too. Now, look, a lot of guys still play travelers even in the past, um, but maybe there's some that don't want to. But now they sort of feel forced to. I happen to think the week after the Masters is a bad week for one. I think Hilton is Hilton has meant for us for a type of player who who just likes the idea of playing the week after the Masters, the the you know the lower level vibe. Not everybody does, and that's not you know that's not a great thing. But the other side of it is is you need you you need to have the uh, the guy you know the sponsors willing to pay. And, and, and to step up and, and you know, so it's the tour has to juggle, okay, what's the best place to play these? Who's willing to do it? You know, not look we're talking about ten, eleven, twelve million dollar increases in purses. You know, most tour events are eight to nine million, the designated events are twenty. Where's that money coming from? You know, the tour isn't footing the bill for all of it. You know, and, and um uh, I, I would love to be a, a bug on a wall of some of those some of those meetings with title sponsors who are being asked to pony up even more. You know, if if the, the this event in with an eight or nine million dollar purse, the title sponsor is probably still on the hook for twelve, thirteen, fourteen million. It's it's hard to know exactly. A lot of it depends on engagement and other things, but it's more than the purse. It's not just the purse. So you've got that part of it, and then okay, now we're going to add eleven million dollars to the purse. Well, who's paying it? You know, if it's, let's say it's even half and half. Let's say it's twelve million dollars extra, and the tour pays six. So now, on top of thirteen, fourteen million dollar commitment, you're asking Wells Fargo to come up with another six. So that means nineteen or twenty. I mean, at some point, they look and go, "Are we getting our money's worth out of this?" You know, and so this is the juggling act that's all going on behind the scenes, and um, uh, which is why it's not been easy, and and but also why I sort of commend them for pulling it together so fast. No question, Bob Herrig, our guest, uh, golfwritersi.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Bob Herrig. The other big news uh, off the course came with the official uh, resignations by Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood of their DP World Tour memberships, meaning they're officially not eligible to be selected to the Ryder Cup teams unless uh, the Ryder Cup and its its uh, sponsoring tours decide to change the rules. Uh, the DP World Tour is playing on the course that will be hosting uh, the Ryder Cup in Rome later in October. Is, is the Ryder Cup going to fall apart or is it going to realize okay is that the thing that forces the detente between the live tour and the pga tour well i don't think it's going to fall apart um you know there's a lot of really really good players on both sides still um but i just think no matter how you feel about live uh and the whole thing that this part of it is really sad you know, I mean, look at the firepower of guys that the European Tour is now looking at losing as potential captains. You know, Poulter, Westwood, Sergio, um, Martin Keimer, Henrik Stenson, who's already been bumped of his. You know, he was supposed to do it this year. Um, uh, and uh, uh, Graham McDowell, 
I mean, it's just sad. I mean, that you know, Roy said it. It's sad. It's 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 just um, uh, you know, and I'm all on board with. Look, they kind of knew that some of these things were possible, but but the bottom line is, it's still sad, you know. Yeah. And the tours have taken a hard line. I kind of get that. It's it's like if you if you leave an opening, then you're going to allow for the possibility that more guys might go. And with no collaboration between the two tours, then, you know, what is their recourse other than to make it very difficult for them to come back? In other words, you, you have to weigh that. Uh, but the other side of it is, is, you know, I think we out here, the followers of the sport, um, are deprived of, of, uh, of having some of these big names. You know, I, again, no matter how you feel about live. I think that uh, the majors are far better having those guys in them. We just saw it at the Masters. Oh, no question. To have those guys up there, you know, and, um, you know, I try to take the pragmatic approach with trying to treat them as just two different golf tours. I know there's a, you know, a huge political underpinning here with the, with the, you know, the, the, you know, the funding, certainly I get all that, but the bottom line is they're playing, they're competing, they're, they've launched, they've, whatever, they're 13 or so events in to live. They've got a bunch of named guys. Some of them are really good players still. And uh, here we are. You know, it, it kind of continues. It is. And, and yeah, the World Golf Rankings have drugged their feet. Doesn't appear they're close to making a decision on granting them points. The lawsuit is now tied up. Who knows when they're ever going to get into a courtroom. So it looks like we're stuck here. Uh, in this for a while you are out we can hear a gentle breeze behind you uh we're watching on espn plus this morning early round coverage uh, from quail hollow it looks absolutely gorgeous there you've got a condensed leaderboard with big names up top uh how much fun is this going to be on the weekend and and who do you like i saw your article on uh, justin thomas uh, going to aim point trying to figure out how to get his putting back uh, he won his first PGA championship there on this course. Who do you like this weekend? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I've i been sort of working on a Justin Thomas piece heading into the PGA um, because he's not been all that prominent lately. You know, he's he hasn't won since last year's PGA. He's fallen out of the top ten in the world. And so, I, you know, I probably put the, you know, put the fire under him now i'm working on that and he's going to probably win this week <laughs> you know um but uh look adam scott's up there uh, some of those other you know uh terrell hatton is a great player um you know these guys are th- that's again and this is i think the beauty of of this this system is that when we go to these events we're seeing really good tournaments you know uh uh, you know, Fitzpatrick won over Spieth a couple of weeks ago. Uh, obviously, the match play was a pretty good match play. Arnold Palmer was a good tournament with Rory and Spieth in contention. And then you have some outliers in contention like Kurt Kitayama, who won. Um, you know, Scheffler won the players. Uh, Rahm won Tigers tournament at the Genesis. It's been, it's been a good run of events. And, you know, I would think we'll have a little bit more of that next year as well. Uh, you know, I think there's there's going to be some controversy over making them all no cuts, um, and that'll be interesting to see how that plays out as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think you could have a cut 
and still maybe in those designated events have a, a payout to those that don't make the cut. I think that's how you do it. But, you know, they all get something, you know, a lovely parting grift. Here's your box of rice aroni. Thanks for coming. Um, and then still have a cut. I think they'll work that out. But Ty, I know Tiger's on the record as saying he wants to have a cut at the Genesis. Most of the other guys will. You've got an article up about Tiger. That's a whole can of worms we don't want to get into this morning. But uh, you can read Bob Herrig's work at si.com slash golf. Bob Herrig, thanks so much. Enjoy the weather and the tournament out there at Wells Fargo. We look forward to catching up with you uh, down the road as we see uh, continue to see how the PGA Tour sorts itself out before next season. Thanks so much, Bob. Take care. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. There you go, Bob Herrig, out at the Wells Fargo Championship. Again, uh, you can follow his work, si.com slash golf. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Bob Herrig, H-A-R-I-G. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.